In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Morning, London. Yes, we're still here in London. I'm about to start off my uh, 24-hour journey to Cleveland, and I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting game tomorrow. Unfortunately, I won't be watching. I'm off to uh, the London games in Wembley. We've got three games across three weeks, so I'll be at the uh, Raiders Seahawks. Oh, excellent, mate. I went down to a uh, Seahawks uh, pub last night. How was it? It was good, but I feel really sorry for all the fans that come over from America and they can't get in the pub. That's a shame. About 300 people queuing. I think they need to um, get some tailgating atmosphere or something. And I actually starting to, even though I haven't experienced it, you've got all these people that want to watch uh, a game, pre-game, all get together... In one area, you need to tailgate. You can't just go to a pub. Yeah, and I think they've changed the setup at uh, Wembley as well because there used to be an outside screen outside the tailgate area where it was just less faff. You could just stand there, have a beer, watch um, as you've got all these sort of UK NFL guys and guests coming on. I think they've moved that all into the tailgate this year, which is disappointing because it's a nightmare getting in there and you're just like packed around like battery chickens. So... Uh, Hopefully they realise the mistake and sort it out. Anyway, let's talk, let's not talk about the Seahawks or the Raiders. I hate them guys. Um, Jack, you're in full control of the show now. What are you going to do? Well, I've got a uh, nice Raiders, uh, Raiders, uh, a nice uh, Chargers chat coming on tomorrow. We're going to have a chat, preview the game, and then uh, it's back over to you the next day. Um, because uh, you're going to have to do the post-game because you're going to actually watch it. Oh, Christ, yeah. I'm, mate, I'm on holiday and you're making me work. Yep. No rest for the wicked. All right. And uh, there's been a bit of chat about the um, Haslam's buying uh, Columbus Crew. Yeah, I think it's, it's an incredible move. And while there's some decisions Haslam's have made that I don't agree with, um, what an absolute spirit out of their hearts to go we don't want this team to uh, leave the area we can do everything we can and uh, as football fans how would we feel if like Chelsea up sticks and move to Scotland or something like that because that's it'd be further away than that to travel there it'd be uh, devastating so uh, no massive respect to them uh, for just stepping in I don't think it'll affect anything with the Browns at all there was talk that they might move their training base there a couple of years ago but no, I don't think anything changes, but it it just shows that they care. Okay, good. And um, the Jack and Paul show, anything else you want to discuss this week? So, obviously, the, the big news um, sort of in the last 24 hours has been the Willies fractured um, it's a collarbone, I believe. Um, no sort of time frame yet. No decision on whether he's going on IR. But uh, it, it's worrying because that wide receiver room 
you've got Landry, you've got Callaway that is still, he's just a developmental prospect. There's been lots of hype because he's made a couple of really good catches that people think, oh, he's fine, he, he can play every snap. <coughs> and um, people just need to calm it on him. And it's not because he can do them flashes. What I don't want is there was this hype from preseason that Callaway's going to come in and he's going to perform like a starting NFL wide receiver. He hasn't played for a year. So, um, for me, I'm not expecting anything from him until sort of after the bye, sort of next season. If he comes on and does a little bit, then great. But he's going to make them drops. And Baker Mayfield's wide receivers and other receivers are leading the NFL with 10% of drops. And uh, it, it needs to get better. So I think we need to go out there and get Richard Matthews back on the phone, get someone in because we're, we're at real risk missing Higgins for two to four weeks too. So... Who do you want to see? Are you uh, confident we've got enough wide receivers? No, not at all. Ratley, is he going to come back and get a few reps this uh, week? I think he'll have to be active because I don't think we've got much other choice. So um, that's there. I think for me, Duke Johnson, get him in the slot and just get him catching balls. He wants to play there. He can play there. He can catch the ball. If you get the ball in his hands, he'll do things and he'll get them a few extra yards or do something big with it. And the other one I wouldn't mind to see, Njoku. Spread him out wide if we need um, and just let him cut across the field because any time that he's running across the field is where Baker most likes to throw. We're, we're going to see him make plays. So uh, I wouldn't mind move him out from sort of a uh, inline tight end next to the tackles. Let Fell stick to that one and just let Njoku rip up the field. Move tight end. Slot wide receiver, even outside wide receiver, he can do it all and uh, just see what he can do. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think we play a, we'll do a big running game then tomorrow because you've got so many uh, lack of wide receivers? No, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case because we've got to be throwing because what we can't be affording to do is keep punting the way we have recently. We've got to be scoring on, I would say, at least 50%, if not more, of our drives. Because they're gonna, our defense is gonna be challenged. Um, Philip Rivers is up there with one, some of the best in the league, and uh, we've got to rack up these points. So um, I'm hoping that we see a throwing game still. And there's enough weapons out there. They might not be wide receivers, but if you line up with, say, Landry, Duke Johnson, Njoku, Fells, and Callaway, you've got five players that can make plays. And um, it's just we need to be careful with it. Mm. Uh, PFF ratings, they've come through quite good this week. Yeah, so just the culmination of uh, five weeks, sort of the headline play uh, people that I've seen, Baker Mayfield, fifth in the NFL, which is incredible. Um, just a fantastic performances from him and it's been noted. Um, let's look at other players that hit top 10 in their position. You've got Tretter, who's the sixth-rated centre in the NFL. You've got Garrett, who's the eighth-rated uh, edge defender. Avery's the tenth. Joe Schobert's come in as the uh, fifth linebacker in the NFL. Ward is rated as the sixth cornerback, but he's second in players that have taken over 100 snaps. And then Randall just misses out, coming in at 11th in the safety position. There's one person that surprised you in there, Fells. Oh, was at 13th. I think it's very, very impressive. I think yeah. he's... Um, 
I didn't see that, mate. I thought um, I didn't think it'd be a, such a top tier uh, rating uh, tight, tight end. I think it's because it's one of them that it's not something you notice when you're watching it because no one's that keyed in or watching the uh, O-line and the uh, defending. So um, he's getting points for that. And as well, he, he runs up and he makes plays. Obviously, he had Baker's first touchdown. Um, so, no, the big surprise there on the list for me was Ogan Joby, rated as the 78th interior defender. And um, I actually reached out to John Costco, who's a fantastic follow, uh, works with PFF, and said, oh, why is that? I thought he, he's done really well. And he said for the first two games, he was absolutely excellent. But then, despite flashes of brilliance, there's times where he doesn't do too much. And that's, that's fair enough when you think about it. So, um, Ogunjobi's definitely got the potential. I think what we really need is just a, a better friend alongside him. Coley's solid, but he's not special. And uh, maybe that'll give him some more time to get a few hits on. How are you getting on with your uh, Landry challenge, pal? So, if anyone was listening to start of the season, I set Jarvis Landry challenge because uh, I always believe there should be a... Uh, to borrow a phrase from surviving the season, there should be a road to redemption for everyone. So um, he got that monster contract. I didn't agree with it at the time. So um, I thought, let's, let's give him a chance to uh, improve himself. So uh, there's three stats that I pulled out. Um, average yards per catch, yards per game and touchdowns. And he's eighth in the league in all of them. Um, out of the top eight wide receivers, other than one, I think he comes in seventh. So, on average yards per catch, I set him a target of over 14 yards because I wanted to see him change his game and I was promised that he could be a different receiver than he was just as a slot receiver. And so far, he's on 13.1. So, he's in the realm, needs to up it a bit. Yards per game, I said over 75 because he needs to make a step up. And uh, 76.2, so he's hitting that one. And then TDs, I said, over seven for the season. He's on course of 3.2, so he needs to up his game there. There's been moments where it's been solid. Um, he has been better than I thought he'd be, but he's not anywhere near the money that we're paying him. And these targets sort of have him coming in at fifth or sixth within each area. I'm not expecting him to ever become the top three, top five wide receivers in the NFL. I'm just saying out of the top eight, he needs to be at least in sort of the top two-thirds of that list. So uh, there's a lot more work to be done. But um, it's going to be interesting now, Baker's there, because unlike Tyrod, that sort of when a play was breaking down, he'd just look for Landry and he'd just throw at Landry. Um, Baker's very much, and we saw with the Willies pass, just come into the game, really young. And uh, he was like, well, he's open, I'm throwing the ball at him. So... Um, he doesn't care, and that makes it really, really hard. If he can keep that up for his whole career, it makes it really hard as a defender because if you don't have the tendency to go, oh, I'm going to throw to my favourite wide receiver, we'll double cover him and then that pl- the yeah. quarterback's going to struggle, you can really get your uh, quarterback a, a free leash to go, no, he's open, I've never thrown a pass to him, let's get it. And Baker's accurate enough that he's landing him on their hands, so... Uh, I'm excited. The Great Baker Challenge. What are your stats this week, mate? 
So each week we predict the yards, touchdowns, interceptions and completion percentage for the, the one, the only, the baby goat, Baker Mayfield. So yards, I'm going to go first this week. I'm going to say 325. What say you, Paul? I've gone 250. 250. No, Rose, where, where are you at for touchdowns? Um, two touchdowns. I've got two touchdowns as well. And I already wrote mine down, so you can't call me out for a copy in your interceptions. I'm feeling... Hang on a minute, Jack. Hang on a minute. We can't have the same, because that's going to be really boring. I'm going to go a bit more uh, positive. I'm going to go with three touchdowns. Are you sure, mate? Because there's enough different stats that we, we're not going to end up with a draw. Mate, I'm not having the same numbers as you, mate. That's final, yeah? No worries. Well, if you're not having the same as me, I'll happily go first. I'm going zero interceptions. I'm going with one interception. And I'm going with a 60% completion percentage. I'm going with 66% completion rate. 66. Very nice. So that's one of our uh, games of the week. And the other one is the uh, returning running back roulette. Um, I've just got some stats to add before... Uh, we kick off the predictions because uh, I'm very sad and I sat there and did some counting uh, yesterday. So Brown's running back usage per snap through the first five weeks. So I looked at the total amount of snaps and when they, that player was on the field, was it, a rush, was it a running game that they got the ball? Was it a pass play that was passed to them? Or was it a play they weren't involved in from a, uh, the ball going to them aspect? So Hyde has had 205 snaps and 49% of them <coughs> 5% of them the ball was thrown at him it was targeted it, not necessarily a reception Duke had 163 snaps on the field so nearly as many as Hyde and it was a massive surprise when I saw that because I haven't really seen him much in the game and it was 10% of when he was on the field to the rush play with him and 10% the ball was thrown at him um, Chubb has had 26 snaps half of them have been run plays for him and 4% of them he's been targeted so it's interesting just to look that basically when Hyde and Chubb are on the field there's a 50% chance that it's going to be a run play for them whereas when Duke's on the field there's a good chance he's not rushing it and it's not being thrown his way either so um, it was just interesting to see that that's how they're using the running backs and I do my um, Monday morning um, first down um, evaluations where I go down, look at all the first downs and see how we played them, how successful they were. So uh, I'll be adding snap usage to that list. So um, I'll be having a nice little uh, look at the numbers and see what's going on. You're all about the numbers, aren't you? <clears throat> it's just an interesting way to look at it because – when you're sat there watching the game, you see things. And if I'm going, oh, it's bad play calling, well, unless you've got the numbers to back it up and you actually sit there and watch all the first downs or you look at all the rushes, then you're not really getting a good judge of it. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this all. And uh, so, predictions. Running back roulette. So, 10%. We're not going down to exact 1%. Which percentage of the rushing attempts will go to each running back? I've got mine written down, so I'll let you go first. Duke, 20%. Hyde, 50%. Chubb, 
Ooh. I'm thinking very much in the vein of the other direction. I'm going Hyde, 70%. Chubb, 20%. Duke, 10%. Um, I don't want it to be that way, but um, let's see what happens. I'd be much more happy if it was sort of a 25% for all three of them, and then that extra 25% just goes in different situations. Have Duke out there for the passing downs, Chubb out there for the early rushing downs, and Hyde for sort of goal line or short yardage back. But, um, hey, we'll see what happens. Is there anything else you want to cover, buddy? Well, mate, I'm not on the prediction show this week, so I need to do my prediction. Oh, I've, I've, I've already got that written down, mate. It's going to be 2021, isn't it? Hang on a minute, Jack. I've had a bit of a think and a bit of a change. I've been dramatic. I've gone with the Browns to win by 24 and the Chargers 20. Interesting. And what have you gone with? Uh, that, that is a good question. Um, I've got it written down somewhere, but I couldn't tell you now. Um, Come oh, on, Jack, mate. You've got to do your homework before the shows. This, this is a good one. So I have gone with 27-27, going to overtime, and then the Browns, game-winning, field goal. Let's not get silly, mate. That kicker. He's dodgy, mate. I'm all for him. Don't get me wrong. I'll, you know, he's win- winning us games. But, mate, there's no way. If, if there's a winning field goal opportunity, he's kicking to win it for us. There's no way. All right, mate. Well, uh, who said he's kicking it? Baker might come on and give it a kick. Uh, what else? Anything else been going on this week? I haven't really seen you that much. No, I've, 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 I've been busy. I was at the uh, football last night. I was presenting the old man of the match. Um, and uh, I'm off to a football game today. And then I'm off to the NFL tomorrow. So three games, three days. Keep nice and busy. Excellent. Uh, I met up with uh, uh, Carl, the uh, Swedish um, Greg Williams yesterday. We had a few drinks. Very nice. Yeah, so that was good fun. And yeah, if anyone's ever in England or planning a trip to London, let us know. We'll always make the effort to go and meet them for a drink and catch up. Well, we never say no to a beer. Well, look, my flight leaves in three hours. I need to get to the airport. Good luck, buddy. And one final question before you go. Have you packed your passport? Let me just go and check. <laughs> Or, and look, if there's any problems with the flights, I'm just going to fly into New York and drive there. That's my plan. No worries, buddy. Have a fantastic time. And uh, I look forward to listening to the show on Sunday. You've got full reins. If you want to do emergency shows, if you want to do anything, you've got full power, okay? Oh, you're going to regret that. If I come back, and there's 10 sashi episodes in a day, there's going to be big problems, yeah? That's all right, I'm doing 11. All right, mate, have a great trip. <laughs> all the best of fun, mate. And remember, change is coming.
coming. 